North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10. You've tuned into the Dr. Lowe Show with naturopathic doctor, Dr. Lauren Noel, where you hear the best in natural medicine, nutrition, and mindset from the world's top doctors, authors, influencers, and Dr. Lowe herself. Trying just to pop a pill for a symptom? You've got the wrong exit. Seeking doable ways to live a happier, healthier life and have fun doing it? Welcome to the Dr. Lowe Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Dr. Low Radio. I am Dr. Lauren Noel. I'm your host, and I'm so happy that you are back with me again for another episode. The show tonight, we don't really have like a, a set topic. I would just think of this as conversations between two doctors, and I'm excited to have a good friend of mine back on the show that I've had on before. And it's us just really talking about a lot of the different things we see in practice, some of the things around mindset, around uh, behavior change, actually having long-term behavior change, and just some of the dynamics that come along with that. And it was a fun conversation, and I thought it'd be something fun to share with you guys. I'm still kind of reeling over here after taking um, about a week, week and a half trip, and I had the opportunity of spending some time <clears throat> up in New York for a little bit, and then headed down to Florida and went on a trip called Summit at Sea. It's a trip of entrepreneurs on a ship and hearing some really inspiring speakers, meeting some world changers, and just talking about the state of where things are right now. Regardless of what your political beliefs are, we do know that our country is going through some stuff for sure. And it's had me take a look at the things that I'm doing as a doctor, as a person. Am I really being someone who is a part of the change or am I being a spectator? And it was a lot of eye-openers during this trip. And it is... It's showing me that this is the time now to really step it up. And there's so much I want to do with this podcast and creating more. And I've talked about this on the show before. You guys know me. And sometimes I say things. It's just things I'm thinking about doing. And it's something that's been marinating for a while is bringing more video uh, to the show. And so that's something I'm kind of playing with of how that's going to look like. Obviously, while I'm having my practice and running a business too. Um, But that's something that's definitely my intention this next year is creating more video content because I think that it's a way to reach even more people. Of course, you guys know me when I'm on trips. I also am securing future guests for the show and lined up some really amazing people to come on. And and one person in particular who, when I asked her, I thought she'd say no, and she said absolutely. So really excited to share her with you in the next few weeks and months. If you are new to this show, welcome. So happy to have you joining us. If you have been listening to the show, welcome back and thank you for the love. And um, shout out to that awesome person who, you know who you are. I met you at the, in the waiting room of a doctor's office in New York and you recognized me and it was really, really cool to see you. So thank you also for all of your support and for li- listening to the show. Now, here's where I'm calling you guys out. If you've been listening to the show for a while and you haven't left a review on iTunes, what are you waiting for? Get your butt over there. Write me a review. I would love it. It would mean so much to me. 
And I kind of see it as a responsibility because that is our way to get more people to hear about the show and to learn about this form of medicine and how much their lives can change by learning about this stuff. So if you have been loving the show, please leave me a review. I would so appreciate it. And if you're over on uh, any Android device, you can do that over on Stitcher. But now I'd love to show some love over with my sponsors, Organifi. If you heard on the recording a couple weeks ago, I mentioned that after over five years of the show, I finally have my own first official sponsor of the show, and that is Organifi Superfoods Green Juice. The reality is, is that everything you put in your mouth, if it's junk food or real food, can either take away health or give health. And you have an opportunity every day to feed your body with food that's going to heal and nurture and give you the kind of support you need for to do all the things in the world that are important to you and to have you feel good while you're doing it. Nutrition is power. Food is medicine. And the reality is, too, is that our environment is not as clean as it was. If you've been listening to the show, you know this. And our food is not as nutritious as it was. Even if you're eating, quote unquote, perfect, you're not getting all the nutrients in your diet that you might be hoping for that you're thinking you're getting. On the show, probably maybe a year ago, we had uh, the Caltons on, um, Mira and Jason Calton, and we were talking about micronutrient density and just how void of nutrients our food are now, even when you're eating really healthy and you're eating organic. That's why I believe that every person on the planet should be on some sort of superfoods on a greens drink every single day. That's going to help give a bit of insurance and, and kind of cover those bases of all those different nutrients that you might not be getting. But most of these kinds of formulas are pretty gross. So that's why I've been really picky on bringing in some uh, a product that I love that actually tastes good and it's super healthy. And that's what Organifi is. So it is a freeze-dried superfoods powder. All you do is add it to water and drink it. And that's it. It's basically like having a, a, a fancy juicer that you have in your kitchen, but you don't have to clean it. So you just add water, drink it down. It has tons of nutrients, antioxidants, and it also has an herb in it called ashwagandha. And we've talked about that on previous shows. Ashwagandha is a historically um, Ayurvedic herb that works on the adrenal system and it helps your body adapt to stress. So how many of you guys are dealing with stress right now? <laughs> I mean, I mean, even if you aren't dealing with stress in your own life, just the energy we can pick up right now of what's happening, happening politically, it's stressful. So giving ourselves that strength and that resilience is really key right now. So I love Organifi, highly recommend it. I drink it myself and I love it. And my brother who hates vegetables loves it too. So head over to Organifi.com. It's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com and you can enter Dr. Lowe at checkout and you're going to get 20% off the retail price by entering Dr. Lowe. That's D-R-L-O at checkout. That's Organifi.com, Dr. Lowe at checkout. One really cool little added bonus of the superfoods formula, the Organifi formula, is you can add it to water um, and add a little bit of avocado to it and you can add a little bit of honey and you can make it a face mask. Hello, pamper. That's self-love, right? Thank you, Shauna, for the inspiration for the face mask. All right, you guys, with all of that said, let's jump into the show and have a conversation with a couple naturopathic doctors. All right, we are back once again with the amazing Dr. Holly Lucille. Had to have her back on because she is that good. Dr. Lucille is a nationally recognized and licensed naturopathic doctor, educator, natural products consultant, and TV and radio host. She's also the author of several books, including Creating and Maintaining Balance, A Woman's Guide to Safe Natural Hormone Health, and The Healing Power of Trauma Comfrey. An acclaimed expert in the field of integrative medicine, Dr. Lucille lectures on a variety of topics. Her appearances include national 
media programs and networks such as Dr. Oz and The Doctors, and she is regularly quoted in both consumer and peer journals and was listed in Time Magazine's alt list as as one of the top 100 most influential people. In 2012, she launched her own talk show, Myth Defying, with Dr. Holly and is now host of Inherently You on Radio MD. Dr. Lucille believes in the science, art, and mystery of healing and has a heartfelt passion for the individual wellness of all people. Her private practice is in LA, Healing from Within Healthcare, focuses on comprehensive naturopathic medicine and individualized care. And she's the founder of Inherently You, a community helping people bridge the gap between knowing and doing when it comes to their inherent health. Dr. Lucille, welcome back and welcome back to Dr. Low Radio. Dr. Lowe, thank you so much for having me. You're always you're the best, and it's so great to be back. <laughs> well, I think the same of you, so back at you. It was really good to see you in person and catch up with you at the Naturopathic um, Medicine Conference that we just went to in Utah, and um was actually a fun little surprise. I kind of was surprised. I like forgot that I would see you there. And so when I saw you, it was just this awesome moment. And um, yep. I love everything you're up to. <laughs> Thank you. And you as well, because I think we stay in touch through all of the lovely ways that people do stay in touch these days. Yes. But it was also so great to see your face and just to connect and say hi again. Yeah. And you're just doing so many amazing things in the world. And I, I have so much respect for what you're doing because you're bringing naturopathic medicine out to the masses, which is something I'm super passionate about because let's be real. People need to know about what it is that naturopathic medicine is and how their lives can change. And they just, most people have no clue. So I love that you're doing all of that. And just for people who, you know, I, I get a lot of new listeners to the show. So in case someone's maybe new to the show, let's kind of bring it back to the basics. Like what does a naturopathic, you know, naturopathic doctor do? Like, what is it, what is it that we're, that we actually do in this form of medicine? It's a great question. And, you know, right back at you just before I get started, because I love how you have this format and this platform and you use it for such good and to get information and understanding out there to the folks. So I love that. But, you know, one of the things that I've often said is, and this is a real example, somebody said, well, oh, you're a naturopathic doctor. So you would give uh, St. John's wort instead of Prozac if somebody was depressed. And I was like, well, mm, that kind of simplifies it just a little bit too much because, you know, here in California, we have a license to practice, uh, primary care medicine. And so we do choose to use the, the, the most least invasive methods first, as far as diagnosis and treating. But I think it's our philosophy that sets us apart. Um, we, you know, can diagnose and treat. We've gone to accredited four year, four year round schools, but it's that ability to to really identify and treat the cause and look at the whole person and partner with them and understand, especially in our modern day, all of the influences that contribute to somebody's clinical presentation, why people come in to see us, whether it's digestive issues, hormonal imbalances, fatigue, you know, low thyroid. Uh, I mean, so many things. It's not just one thing. It's like, hey, let's let's just think this through. Let's take a look at this and really create a partnership between the patient or the person who is coming to see us. And together we do this work. We figure it out. And using the least invasive methods to diagnose and treat and using what we have is called a therapeutic order. Um, so we can prescribe medications if that's needed and if we get there. But really respecting that inherent ability for our bodies to heal and removing obstacles to that process first is, is, is I think what makes us so successful and why people need to know more and more about us. Right. Yeah. And also that the fact that we have 
so much more flexibility in our schedule to see patients for a longer than a seven minute appointment, right? So actually looking at what is it that, like you said, are the obstacles? Okay, well, let's talk about that. What are some of the daily habits or maybe some of the things, you know, in your kitchen or maybe some exposures in the house that might be creating depression or headaches or rashes or whatever that instead of slathering on a a lotion or a, you know, steroid ointment, let's get to the root of it. So, you know, you know, so you're important. when you would say something like that, people are like, what, what do you mean my cupboards? What do you mean my food? And what do you mean? Like, what, what do you mean? It's, you know, there's another principle we have is doctor is teacher. Dossier in Latin means uh, to teach. Doctor means to teach. Yeah. <laughs> and so to take time, as you said, and we schedule that in because we believe in this philosophy, not this five to seven minute visit um, that's automatically, you know, coded and insurance based. It's like, you know, I, I, I saw a, a, a webinar from the, um, Gladys McGarry, who's an MD, and she's like the the grandmother of holistic medicine. And she even said she's 90, I think she's 92 years old. She even said, you know, I felt like because I had to put a code in the insurance information that I was kind of, I'm going to paraphrase in here. So, you know, forgive me, but she's like, I think I was kind of lying. I wasn't really telling the truth. I had to fit this entire person's story into this one code and she had to do it because that's what the insurance company understands. That's what, how the language that they use, but there was so much more. And she realized that as the grandmother of um, holistic medicine, uh, she realized that, but she, it was in the system. She was unable to, she was kind of conflicted in that process, but that's what naturopathic doctors do. We take the time, we use those skills, we use that philosophy and we partner with the patient to teach, to identify and treat the cause and to really get people closer to their healthcare desires. Yes. yes. So there's that, that personal responsibility where people get their bodies and, and it's so much more of a, well, I'll say from, from my experience of being a doctor, patients love to be able to understand their bodies. They love to be able to have that sense of control of what they're, I mean, none of us are all like totally in control. Let's be real, but there's a lot we can do to, to be healthy and to, you know, and, and to get our bodies back in a balance. And also too, I tell my patients, you know, more about your body than I do really, you know, I'm here to educate you and to teach you what I know. And, but ultimately, you know, your body best. So it's about really, you know, understanding those messages. I think that's such a great point. There's been times where I've taken my prescription pad and I've actually just pushed it over. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like, you tell me because I know that they know I do know. And I'm like, I'm kind of there as a facilitator. I love that. You tell me because they do know. And I think that's a great point though, that you bring up because I believe there's been such a, um, uh, almost like an archetypal situation that's developed in our modern day where the doctor is, has this hierarchy, you know, over the person and that the person is just looking for the doctor to say what to do and that we've lost some of that as consumers, as people, as patients, we've lost some of that responsibility. We've just like, here, give me the silver bullet. And I've even seen it in our industry where it's like, even if it's a natural substance or a natural remedy or more closer to nature, what's, what, here, take this, what's going to, what's going to make me well? Well, as we all know that diet and lifestyle and our environment, all of it influences so much as far as our wellness and our wholeness. And so it's like, 
I think that uh, it's so, so, so important that people remind themselves that, you know, you take a look at primary care provider. Hey, do you have a primary care provider? And most people say, yeah, I've got doctor so-and-so. I'm like, you know, I think people are supposed to be primarily in charge of providing care for themselves. And so it's really that partnership. And it is, it's, it's, um, it's, it's really encouraging that person to understand how much responsibility and how much, and then therefore liberation and, um, and flexibility and empowerment they have over their, their body and their health. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. And you've been a busy bee. You just recently launched an organization called Inherently You. So what's that all about? Well, I really appreciate you asking because you know, I, um, I've been on the road for about 15 years lecturing and, you know, certainly having my practice, which I love and I, I, um, I learn a lot from. But then I, I was noticing that there, there's so much information out there, and, you know, and I contribute to it. I can post and tweet and have blogs and been on TV shows and have my own TV show. And, but I'm like, well, then why are our chronic health issues with all this information now more than ever? Why are our chronic health issues on the rise? I was scratching my head. And then even in my practice um, in the last decade, I've noticed that people are having a hard time, and my friends and family, quite honestly, you know, reaching their, I would say, simple health care goals, like whether it's losing weight or getting their cholesterol numbers down or trying to not be so fatigued or sleeping more. And I was like, what gives? You know, seriously, what gives with that? Um, where is this gap between what people really want in their heart, like this, this desire and then what they're able to do to align their thoughts and their actions to go about doing it. I wanted to get in there. And so I also noticed this effect where I'll call it the I'll start on Monday effect. In fact, mm-hmm. I, was, I was in Ohio visiting my mother-in-law. We were in Ohio. And um, she had gotten off the exercise wagon because her exercise partner um, had had an accident and wasn't able to do that. And she's like, you know what? Um, I'm going to start on Monday. I'll start on Monday. And I've heard people do that. I've done that myself. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Whether it's you know January 1st or 2nd or I'll start on Monday, it happens all the time. But what I see is these numbers and the stats creeping up. And so um, where is it between what people really want and know? Because I know people know better. Just you know the whole analogy of here. I'm going to push my prescription pad over there. You tell me. Um, and what they do. And so I didn't want to do bad or good or right or wrong or anything like that. But hey, can we be gentle and just get into that gap? Because there is that inherent gap. And if you could look at me, I'm like, I just want people to be well in here. And that doesn't mean having a sense of wellness. You know, I actually think that people could be diagnosed with a chronic disease, whether it be cancer or an autoimmune disease, and still be extremely whole. You know, I think it's about wholeness. I think it's about um, people having contact with themselves again. And obviously, you and I both know we live in a three by five world. It's a very um, educationally based society. People are always wanting more information, but do they have contact with themselves anymore? And so for me, I was trying to, and I am trying to get people just to have more gentle contact with themselves and get to know themselves a little bit better and identify that gap. Not, not necessarily close it or narrow it, but go, huh? All right. Yeah. I see what I've been doing. Let me take a look at this. Something like that. <laughs> so we'll see, how, we'll see how it goes. Well, and just the attitude that I hear in that language is so refreshing because it you could you could go a couple different ways with that gap, right? It could be that I've been set setting myself to do this and I've been doing this. I suck. I again, I'm screwing up again. I'm you know, I've failed so many times. I've tried to quit smoking, you know, five, 10 times. I've tried to lose, you know, the weight over and over and over again. I keep screwing up. 
or there's the way of, okay, I set to do this. I did this. Let's look at the gap. And I love that you said gently, you know, be gentle and look at that and just get that feedback because there's something that's there and it, it's no good or bad or right or wrong to it. There's no shame to it. It's not that you are a failure. It's just, there's something that's that, you know, hasn't been discovered there. Um, you know, something that you can uncover that's, that, that can be enlightening and it could be an, a learning experience to look at that. Okay. Why is it that I am doing something differently from what I know is best? Maybe me being sick or me being a certain weight is serving me in some way. Yeah. You know, maybe I'm smoking because I'm stressed out of my mind and it gives me, you know, it gives me an out or, you know, it has me feel, I mean, it's serving a purpose, right? So it's like yeah. looking at that and yeah. seeing what it, what it is that that's doing for me. That's, that's loving yourself. That is loving yourself. That's truly loving yourself. And, and kind of one of the things that I say throughout the, I have a course and you can get the insight if you want. It's, um, if your listeners want, I should say sure, it's sure. just B as in B E dot inherently you, uh, dot com. And it's just the insight that I put together. But you know, one of the things that I say a lot is let's get curious before critical because you're so right in saying that there's, there's no shame. Like let's, Hey, let's just take a look at this. But I think what people end up doing, um, present company included myself is actually getting into a shame cycle where it's like, gosh, darn it. Oh, why did, how did I screw that up again? And then you just pile on, you pile on yourself and guess what? You get into that vicious cycle of doing the behaviors to try to sort of mask or detolerate, I should say the shame are the same behaviors that you kind of want to just quit. And so it becomes this very humanistic and very habituated cycle. Um, and I see it all the time. And so I'm wondering if people can just get there and we can do some exercises where they can just be a little bit more gentle and then slowly just break that cycle where they can feel more human. They can feel more like, you know what, this is part of life. This is, you know, one step up, two steps back, and we can slowly and gently continue to heal. But in the more richer and delicious part, just get to know ourselves. And therefore, when all the seductive messaging from the medical establishment and or even sometimes the natural product industry you know, is coming on promising this, that, and the other thing, you can have discernment. You can go, you know what? I think I got what's going on for me. Um, I don't need to click and, and, you know, spend and take. And I could, I, I, I think, you know, I am definitely in control here and what I'm doing is serving me and I'm good. Thanks. Yeah. So we talked about like the, some of the, you know, the messages and the media stuff that can be one of the obstacles. What are, what are some other things that you see that get in the way of people, you know, ultimately getting to that health goal or, or achieving their health desires? What are some other things that you see that are, that are big factors in, in that? I think it's that some of it is that, you know, we are more connected now than ever to each other, but at the same time, more disconnected because I, I do believe because of social media and um, the instant gratification of getting likes or loves now um, or comments that we have an external locus of control instead of that internal locus of control, mm-hmm. that time where you just get more introspective with yourself, you know, and it's whether it's like two or three or four minutes. I mean, most people that I pull, they get up and the way that they get up is that their alarm goes off on their what? <laughs> their phone right and they see the first thing that they see in the morning is not only the you know absurdly you know early hour that they're getting up but but also 
how many text messages came through that night. And then they click on their email and it's so habituated. And so you're often running in your day, your sacred day. And somebody else has basically dictated your to-do list in your mind, right? It's not, it's not propagated from what you wanted to set as standards, what you wanted to feel, what you wanted to reflect on, or what goals you had that day. It's often running into other stimulation that, first of all, is completely projected. You know, I, Pema Chodron um, is one of my great influencers, and she, uh, in one of her books, I think it was a teacher of her, said that, you know, all we have, uh, there are more projections than there are, than there are uh, dust motes in a sunbeam. So if you think about a sunbeam, like coming through the light and all the little dust motes that you see, and that's all we have is our projections on other people. So if we could take a moment and just basically look at that, um, we are using our mind because even in social media, we're projecting on other people. We have envy and jealousy and love, like hate, like, but we're not really getting to know, you know, each other. We're not talking to each other. It's just this first glance and all we have is our projections. And so it's just that exercise of, can we bring this more into an internal locus of control instead of having that external influence, uh, dictate our, our energy throughout the day? I guess. Mm. I think that is huge. We talk, yeah, I talk about this on the show a bit of, of having that practice of that ritual, you know, the morning time for you. I talk about this with my patients to keep the phone on the other side of the room or keep it out of the room. Don't, don't even use it as your alarm clock or even better yet, training your body to where you're getting up on your own, not, not needing your clock and, and having that time. And, and I'll be honest, it is, it is a challenge because the phone is addicting. We get that dopamine release when we're constantly looking at it. It's like literally like playing a, a slot machine. We get that hit of dopamine when we look at something um, like our text messages or social media feed. And so it can be a real hard uh, process to break, but if, if you don't break it, you're just sucked into the world instead of your own world and what it is that you want for yourself in your life. And so I think it's really, really crucial to have that time for yourself, especially if you're a busy mama or if you're, you know, busy with a partner or, you know, working a bunch, like for us, we're seeing patients. So it's, it's really important for us, especially to have that time to reset you know, have our self cares to where we go to work and we're charged, we're ready, we're giving from overflow. A hundred percent. I mean, we, I think it is every, I mean, I, you as well, you with seeing patients, you know, that, um, everybody's very, very busy. I mean, gosh, darn, I just, it's amazing to me. Um, and, and the only time I see people actually settle down is when they get a devastating diagnosis Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's even hard for them then. And I don't want people to get to that point. Um, that work-life balance thing is no joke. And once, but I think that also what's happened is that we've become so intolerant of being human and our feelings and that this busyness helps us keep away, uh, uh, keep, keep us away from it in a sense, you know, as you said, your point, it serves people, it serves people in a sense, you know, um, and sometimes not having contact serves people because, I, I don't know. I think, I mean, I've done a lot of extreme sports and a lot of um, stupid things in my life. Is, <laughs> <laughs> I really have like went motor motorbike riding in Cambodia, like with no gear um, <laughs> and so the weirdest and worst terrain ever. And I can't believe I survived the whole thing. But, um, you know, for a while there for me to sit down and actually just experience what was going through my heart 
um, having, you know, probably no more of a traumatic uh, early childhood than anybody else. But still, it was very, it was scary for me. And I was like, it doesn't make sense sometimes consciously. It's like, I can get on a motorcycle and like, you know, zoom through the world. Why would that? But it, it happens and I see it happen to other people. And so I think making that connection and just bringing people back um, for a little bit of silence and a little bit of, you know, I think what it is, is just being able to pay attention enough where you actually are taking care of yourself. Because I think I even see that here, especially in Los Angeles, people take care of themselves in a way, you know, they go to the gym, they eat right, but oh boy, oh boy, is it enough? It's really not. And we see it, I see it in the numbers, I see it in the stats and I see it in their happiness quotient, quite honestly. Yeah. I was, I'm just thinking of a, a conversation I had with one of my very best friends and She's a very busy girl. She's got a successful new business going and she's just a crush, crush it kind of person, a world changer. And, and she was, you know, dealing with some, some difficult stuff. Cause it's just juggling a lot. You know, she's living a big life. And I, and I asked her, I said, so how's your self care? You know, I was like, it's time, you know, it's probably important. You really are taking time for yourself cause you're doing all this stuff. And she goes, she goes, Oh, I have the best self care. You know, she's like, I'm doing yoga. I have my massage scheduled. I have all that, you know, she, but it's like, she kind of treated self care like another to-do list. And I was like, I think you just need time to do nothing for a little bit, you know, like maybe just schedule like four hours of nothing or just take a day and do nothing. I mean, we got to have that time to just chill. We're just, we're not really designed to move like that. And it's easy for, for people like us. Cause we're just so like pumped and we get invigorated and we get passionate, but even, even for us, you know, to have that, that recharge is, is really important. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, I think also though, it's such a great point. That's where the teaching comes in because yeah, yeah. I think unconsciously people, they don't, or how do I say that? Consciously or unconsciously? Well, they don't understand that. I mean, you check the boxes off, you know, how many servings of vegetables or whatever, did I take my supplements or. Right. But it's like that inner self care, you know, even people are like, oh, no, are you kidding? I skip a dry skin brush. And I mean, it's almost like. <laughs> It turns into another to-do list where it's like, can you, and once again, we go back to our modern day and, you know, not to say even our modern day environmental influences. Um, that's a whole nother probably podcast, quite honestly, but yeah. that's all the contributing factors. But can you be, you know, can you be alone with yourself? Can you take that time where you ground and um, set your set your own standards and set your own beliefs and set your own breath even like one of the things that I did when I kind of went through an issue well it's just 50 years of doing the stuff that I'm actually writing about um Anna is I instead of because I was CrossFit um athlete and a master's competitor for four years and that was just another thing to pile on to like move 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 right. don't feel don't feel and, um, I was like okay I did a 30-day yoga challenge and it was even funny because during the challenge I was like oh crap I have to do my yoga today I was like you know what <laughs> I was like okay I signed up for a 30-day yoga challenge it was online so it was just by myself but guess what that doesn't mean that I have to stick to those rules it means that I'm gonna do this because I really like the teacher and but let's just say it's a rest day for me and I started to use my own mind in that way I didn't even say oh I'm gonna do a 30-day yoga challenge and like here it is 30 days oh my gosh I missed day 11 you know but one of the things that I realized, even being a, an athlete and um, a competitive athlete, is I, I don't breathe. And the very first thing that happens when you really aren't connected to your breath is that your adrenal glands go, huh, that's hypoxia. Apparently, that we're in a stressful situation. Apparently, we're in a survival situation. Well, we better kick off that, you know, 
fight or flight thing. And it just is yet another thing besides the two cups of coffee in the morning and the enraging email you got. It's just another thing to roll you down the road of being in a lot of survival and not so much thriving. And so that is, that's where I'm trying to get to people. You know, there are no rules really, but let's just get, let's just hint over to the quotient of thriving a little bit more than we've been in the past decade. I think Uh, bringing back the thriving, bringing back the thriving. Yes. (laughs) And, and you, I I love, by the way that you, did you say you rode a a motorbike in Cambodia with like no equipment or no? Yeah. 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 In really bad (laughs) shoes, like, like almost flip flops. I don't even want to. (laughs) I'm sure there's so many stories like that you could share. (laughs) Unfortunately. Yes. (laughs) Alive. Let's just say that. So, I kind of think of you as like a sassy, like spunky, blonde, like Buddha. I think you have a lot of really cool wisdom and insight to share. So I would love a very, you know, more attractive Buddha, of course. Um, <laughs> so what's, what's a, a big lesson that, that you, that you would want to share with, you know, with my listeners? Um, yeah. I'm just, what's like a, a nugget yeah, you know, I, it's a great question, and thanks for the um, compliment. I think, <laughs> no, um, you know, I, I think that it's important, uh, kind of in the Buddhist lines, I guess, just to empty your cup every morning because we think we all have it figured out sometimes, and it gets in our way of just actually once again having co- contact with ourselves, let alone the rest of the world, let alone our experiences throughout the day, yeah. and. Emptying our cup, meaning, you know, be open to, but, and, and then, but, but at the same time, be able to be in charge of your own mind so you can have discernment. So I think those two things is just being able to empty your cup and be open, um, not so dogmatically rigid in what your, I mean, I respect everybody's beliefs. Those are very, very important. But greet the day with openness and then also um, be able to engage your own mind uh, so you can actually think through things and you can have the discernment to say, you know what, I know it sounds good when you say it really fast, but that's not for me. And then that's okay. So you start to have this internal locus of control where you start to live your life, own your thoughts, um, and you, we're always growing. I mean, shoot, we're always growing, right? Yeah. So yes. that's, th- that's the most important thing is like, you know, and, and being able to have that flow and that practice and that self-love. I mean, I think you said it best. It's really being able to adore and love yourself um, as you would if you had a small little baby with you. Mm-hmm. And I think that having the the bigger vision and having the, the concepts is amazing and, and necessary and so powerful and also having it match up with some of those daily practices. So one of the things I love about having my show is having the, the opportunity to chat with such amazing people like yourself and just get some uh, you know, just some insight into what are some things that you do on a daily basis? What are some maybe practices or is there one main thing that makes a huge difference for you to kind of keep these different principles in place for you? Yeah, great question. <laughs> Spot. You know, so um, for a long time, I neglected my mobility. So the, the way that I turned uh, CrossFit around in my head is, can you fit across different metrics? Um, can you, you know, have stability and mobility and grip strength and endurance and strength and things as you grow older? Um, can you do that? And so for me, um, I could, you know, full metal jacket, go into a workout and then like hand to the back, like, Hey, you gotta go. No mobility, no cooling down, nothing like that. And I paid for it, uh, physically. I really, really did. And so What's important for me is physically 
and just being able to concentrate on those slower practices of being mobile, stretching and breathing. Um, sounds really simple, very difficult for a person like myself, but I try to do that every day. The, the second thing is I have boundaries around the electronics in my home. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 I noticed it with my relationships um, becoming a big, big problem, both in the morning and at night. And those are the sacred times, in my opinion, of the days where um, certainly you can go out and have a good living and you know, make a good living and contribute to the world and have a vocational uh, you know, success story and all that stuff. But that morning and evening time where we get to reconnect with our family and our tribe, um, we have established some really good boundaries around that. And uh, it was difficult at first because it's like a withdrawal, but uh, its payoff is huge. And so that's been very, very important to me. So I have an alarm clock that doesn't have anything to do with my phone. Um, my phone is plugged in way, way far away from my, my face and my head and all that stuff. And those are things that I've done and they might sound small, but you know, anything that you can do to actually have more contact with yourself, I think is such an important thing in these days. Yeah. Yeah. What time do you set that curfew? I'm curious. Well, I'm a seven to seven girl. I try not to be on, um, anything before seven and after seven. And then I try to whittle that down, but seven to seven, um, was good for me at first. I think that's amazing to be done with your electronics at seven. That's huge. It gives you a few hours before bed. I mean, so, so what the heck do you do, Holly, if you're not looking at your phone, what do you do after 7 PM? <laughs> what is there to do? <laughs> I love to cook. I love to cook so much. And so, um, that's really something like, I just love to prepare and garnish ingredients and I have a hydroponic garden cause I live in LA. So it's very, very urban. So I water, I water garden up on my <laughs> rooftop it, patio. And so that is great. I have a dog and two cats. Um, I cook for my family and I do that. And then, you know, just, I, I actually watch TV. I'll tell you that, you know, Tori Hudson and I have a big, big joke and she's a very, very successful naturopathic doctor. And, yeah, yeah. um, we have some guilty pleasures that we watch together when we get together. Cause she has a big garden up in Portland. I'm actually going to go see her this weekend. Um, and she calls me her West Hollywood migrant farm worker because <laughs> I love to get like dirty and get on the John Deere tractor and mow her lawn. And it's like, oh my, almost oh like gosh. I hate to do it. It's crazy. But, um, I do, you know, I tend to use a little bit of brain candy and I'll, I'll have some shows that I watch. Um, what shows are you loving right now? Okay. Well, well, you know, it's, it's funny because, well, our gosh, well, I get a little bit seduced by what I'm hearing about. It's kind of, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I would say a, uh, slow adopter, but start hearing about things, especially from our community. Um, and I, I heard in Narcos that somebody was, uh, the main character was given a homeopathic remedy. I'm like, okay, I'm going to start watching that. So I kind of let other people take the lead and see. I'm I'm rarely a, um, if it's really too popular, I try to stay away from it. Um, uh, What is it with Frankie and, um, is Frankie and, oh gosh, it's uh, Lily Tomlin and, um, oh yeah, yeah. so good. It's so fun. The writing, like I laugh out loud so many times. Um, Frankie and Grace, right? Okay. I had to Google it. So, so one, the writing is it's just the humor. It's, it's really funny, good humor. So not a lot of violence, not a lot of anything, just really light. So I like that too. Oh my gosh. I love it. I, I haven't been addicted to a show since sex in the city, except for yeah. game of Thrones. I love game of Thrones. I kind of hate it because it's so violent, but I kind of love it. So it's my love hate one, but yeah, 
I've, I need I, another I, sex in the city to come around. <laughs> oh, for sure. I, I've held on that, but I think now that you've said it, because I respect you so much that I might have to go in. I might have to go in for the kill. Oh, no. <laughs> well, clear out your schedule for a month because uh, <laughs> it'll take over your life. I'm not kidding. <laughs> That's what I've heard. So, oh, yeah. It's, it's definitely a commitment. That's for sure. And then you'll get connected to certain characters and then your life, you know, will not feel the same when things happen. Oh, so, well, you know, references in all of my different communities where right. people make references and I just like look blank, you know, blank stare face. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, now you'll be a part of a part of the conversation and you'll love it and hate it, but you know, it's all about being connected, right? But, you know, it's true. It probably, and you probably will tell me yes, but in writings like that, because they're, they're written by humans, like, you see themes that actually probably um, parallel what we're talking about today, quite honestly. I mean, I can only imagine. Probably. Or, it's a little more magnified and real because using they use weapons and, you know, all kinds of gruel, grueling types of techniques. But, yes, I think a lot of the same uh, concepts are the same throughout time probably yeah, <laughs> before the just, internet. They might not be as depicted uh, as – as depicted as they are on that show, but we use weapons to keep, keep people away, keep ourselves away. Even right. if they're really passive, you wouldn't think about it. But I like seeing those things, those thematic things in life, like a good movie. Um, I we yeah, I was at my in-laws uh, this weekend in Sing Street. Um, mm. uh, was it just a, an in, indie, I think, but it was about um, this boy who had a crush on this girl, and so he created a band because she was going to be a model in the, the video. And there were so many just thematic things in life that you could pick up on. And I love movies like that, that kind of tie off everything and have these, you know, overall themes and you can see it. I think Carolyn Mace is one of the women that does women that uh, depicts this really wonderfully uh, in different religions, that there are these themes in, you know, different religions that are established out there, that there are these very, very common themes of all of them and you can see them in everything. And I love that because it, it does show that our connectedness is so much stronger than our separateness. Yes. And boy, oh boy, if we don't need that more now than ever, <laughs> you know, for us to just see that we're more this more similar than we are separate um in those gentle ways but we can still respect uh, uh our individuality yeah i love stuff like that mm, and i love to just to bring it home to to really our focus today is is having that connectedness also with yourself too and the way that you are gentle and kind to other people to also make sure that that's true for yourself too so um you know, I, I, I love just keeping that as that reminder. It's, it's so much where I'll, I'll, you know, hear a patient say such sweet things about someone, but then be so tough on themselves. And it's like, okay, that's, you know, having that as, as a practice of, 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 of bringing that care and that love to yourself as well. So wanted to just remind us that that's, yeah, that's so, you. so important. And, um, Doc, I love this. I love having you on. I love talking about all this stuff with you. So for our listeners, how can they, how can they keep up with what you're up to? Where can they follow you? And um, we'll definitely have you back on, I'm sure, again, probably very soon and sooner than the last time. <laughs> yeah, good. I love that. Thank you so much. So uh, for patients that want to come in and chat and get some help in whatever they're doing, it's just drhollylucille.com. So drhollylucille.com. If you want to become part of the Inherently You um, community, just go to inherentlyyou.com. Or if you just want to get the simple insight, it's b.inherentlyyou.com. Love it. Love it. I love it, Doc. I'm giving you a big old virtual hug. And... Yes, love it. I love you. <laughs> and thank you for making my day even better. 
and or my night even better. And thank you for gracing us with your presence, being such a badass and such an inspiration. And you know, anything I can do to help support you, I'm all about it. So sister darling, thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dr. Low Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. And for more after the show, you can head over to drlowshow.com where you can find the show notes. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share with all your friends. And please head over to iTunes and leave the show a five-star review and leave a comment. I read each and every one and they warm my heart. Thank you so much again for joining us. I promise to keep bringing you fun, inspiring, empowering content. Until next time, lots of love and I'll talk to you soon. North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10. North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10.